You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Father Lord, we thank you for this awesome church. We thank you for the wonderful people in this place. And we thank you for the great future that they have. I pray, Father Lord, by your spirit in the little time that we have here today, we pray that you will show yourself strong, that you will do something new in somebody's life, change your destiny around, bring somebody to the place where they have an encounter with you like never before, turn, testimo- turn tests into testimonies, bring hope out of a dark place, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, give the Lord a powerful hand clap as you sit down in his presence. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for your music team. I love your guys. I wish I could take them with me to England. I'm telling you, you guys have powerhouses in this place. Serious stuff. This church is like dynamite, waiting, waiting, waiting to, to be lit, to explode to another level. As I was standing here, I'm actually quite, you know, really it's been, been a long, long two weeks for me. Yeah, I mean, I told my wife that, you know, I need grace. But as, as they started to worship, I wanted to start jumping around the whole place. Because I said to myself, these guys will, this church will ignite a revival in this city. Honestly, I, I just pray that by the Spirit of God that you will really tap into what God wants to do. Because I see greatness sitting in this room. Phenomenal people. I don't have the time that I would, you know, um, that, that I would uh, really uh, need to do what I would love to do. But it might, this is not my time, if you know what I mean. So I would, I would honor uh, the house. Um, I've been asked to do a few things, yeah. Uh, but I must say that, you know, in doing, uh, I remember going to a restaurant the other day, some time ago in England, and I told the, I told the waiter, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm in a big hurry, I have a train to catch, but I want a big steak, and, you know, and then I described the steak on the bone, so, 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 and so, and I want it really well done. I said, but can you do it in, in five minutes, because I have a, a train, <laughs> then the guy, the guy looked at me, he says, well, if you don't mind eating raw meat, <laughs> yeah, so the question is this, how long does it take to cook meat, tell me. What do you think? How long does it take to cook meat? When it is, it is done. Okay? And so, um, what that gentleman was saying is that you can't put a time limit on, on, on the cooking. Uh, so, this morning, I'm going to do my best to do what I can do, but um, I might just have to serve the meat raw after a while. But I trust God this morning that God is going to uh, shift somebody's situation. Um, mountains in your life will move. Um, put your hands together for your pastor, Pastor Idris. I'm Pastor Ogo. We've heard a lot about him. Um, my daughter is here, known as since she was a teenager. And uh, she has a lot of power. Because I could be in, in so many different places at this point in time. Uh, one of my preferred places will be sleeping at home now. <laughs> but she has, she's from months, she's been on my case, and uh, I'm here, and I'm, I'm glad to be here, I'm glad to be here with my lovely wife, you know, you guys have two for the price of one, 
my wife in, in herself, she's explosive. What you okay, I was going to say you are doing a dangerous thing, no timer. I've now seen the timer. So I have limit. I have speed limit. Okay, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. I'm also here with some very fine gentlemen who I've known for many years. Um, Pastor Ade is my able assistant. He's been with, served with me for uh, 21 years, actually plus. And then let's appreciate Pastor Akin. I've known from the backside of the desert, now in the front. He's the CEO of HTV. Uh, he's also a pastor and a great guy. I've also known him for actually longer, uh, but he served with me for about 20, 21 years too as well. And Sheyi Layode is uh, a pastor in training, and <laughs> he served with me for quite a few years too, almost 15, 16 years. Amen. Turn your Bibles quickly with me, very quickly. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Tell somebody next to you, say, you are blessed to be sitting next to me. This place feels like a cinema. We should serve some popcorn. What do you think? Uh-huh. You guys like our wolf. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, and I put the word in there, impact, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Your life will not be trampled underfoot. Your, come on, that amen needs some encouragement. Your destiny will not be trampled over underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are at the life point. Pastor Idris, I don't know if these guys ate their... I was going to say Weetabix. They are Oogie this morning. <laughs> I don't know if they had their conflicts this morning. Amen. Are you sure I'm at life point? I've heard so much about you guys. You guys are disappointing me this morning. <laughs> I say you are the light of the world. These are the people going to heaven first. You will go to heaven, but after this ones. I say you are the light of the world. These ones may follow after. But there's a contention here. You are the light of the world. Uh-huh. You, you, you follow after me. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. You will not be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. It gives light to all who are in Lagos. To all who are in Nigeria. Let your light so shine before the governor, the president, all the people on your street, on social media, even globally. I say these are the, I'm taking these people to London with me. These people will get visa one time when they go to the embassy. These people, I don't know, may, should I tell you two or three times? <laughs> you will get your visa immediately. This, that your amen is louder than the other ones. When it was spiritual things, you didn't say it. <laughs> Somebody here will receive money today in Jesus' name. Uh, I caught you. <laughs> that, let your light so shine before men that, that men may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. amen. 
First Samuel chapter 7, verse 8 to 14 says, a bit long-winded, but I think it's important to read. It says, and Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah. Gather all Israel to Mizpah. And I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Now, when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together at, at Mizpah, ask somebody next to you, say, are the Philistines after you? Don't let them get you. The lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. God will save you from the hands of your enemies. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel. The Lord answered him. When you cry out, God will answer you. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to the battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day. God will thunder with a loud thunder upon your enemies. And so confuse them and they were overcome. God will overcome your enemies. Before Israel and the, the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued in some parts of the world, they say, pursue the Philistines and drove them back as far as Beth, below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. Tell somebody next to you, see, at the life point, thus far, God has helped us. Oh, no, tell three people, say, in my life, thus far, God has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued. Your enemies will be subdued. And they did not come anymore into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. All the days of Samuel. I want you to mark that. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. From Akron to Gath. From Lagos to Abuja. Because of life points. And Israel recovered its territory. Nigeria recovered its dignity from the hands of the 419s. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. There was no more Boko Haram because of the Life Point Church. The point of my deliberation this morning is called, What is Your Territory? Ask your neighbor, say, What is Your Territory? If you want a subtitle, it's called, Will You Make Measurable Impact in Your Lifetime? Father Lord, I thank you for your hand upon my life. I pray by your spirit, even, though you've, uh, even as you've gone ahead of us, percolate your word in the hearts of your people. Let your spirit stir up something that will change them for generations to come. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Good morning, everybody. The question here is, if the question is, will you make an impact in your lifetime? Then we need to answer the question, what is the word impact? You see, the word impact is a, is a word that I have um, come to grasp as my own. It is, you know, um, thank God for the word purpose. But for me, the word purpose is actually explained by the word impact. In fact, that word is so strong and so important to me that 
many people call me Dr. Impact. And the word impact means to have a strong influence. To have a strong influence. It means to have an effect upon something. And that's why the scripture says that you are the salt and the light of the world. Jesus Christ chose his words and his examples very carefully. If you ever, after, after service today, when you go to lunch and you buy food from a restaurant or go to Mr. Biggs and eat a scotch egg and there's no salt in it, you would want to, a refund of your money because there's no impact in that scotch egg. If, for example, you went home, in fact, here right now, there was a power cut. You and I will feel it because there's no light in this house. There's no current. And so, this is what I usually say. If you want to, to really understand the impact of a thing or measure the true impact of a thing, you can only measure it by the absence of the thing. Let me explain what I mean by that. You know, you would have a healthy respect for your fridge the day your fridge stops working. Does that make sense? Well, what will happen is that if, if you didn't respect your fridge before and you just ignored it and walked past it and all of that, and your fridge stopped working, what will happen is that your food will go spoiled in a day or two or three days' time. And then what will happen is that then you will now begin to understand the true impact of that fridge. Or let me put it this way. You will now understand the true purpose of the fridge. You didn't understand it before. You ignored it and you just walked past it. It gave this buzzing, irritating sound. In the same way, you cannot really understand the impact of the people around you or the purpose until they live your life. There are certain people you have taken for granted. But it is when they live your life that you suddenly begin to understand their true value or purpose. Listen to this. For those of you, how many of you have, have cars here? It's, there are more here. No wonder there are more people who have their cars here. They shout better than the people here. If you want your own car, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The way you are shouting is Okada you will get to. <laughs> if you want God to upgrade you, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Okay. Now, those who have cars have no respect for a spare tire until they need it. I, I, I mean, I've, I drove my car for years. I'm, when I say years, I'm talking about six, seven years. Never knowing whether I had a spare tire or not. Until in England, one day, I had a puncture in a terrible place where, where there were some, like gangsters. And, and, and it was winter. And then I came out, ah, thinking that no problem, 10 minutes, I'm done. The spare tire, I don't... It, it was, it was a spare, not a tire. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, it couldn't even come out. I mean, to cut a long story short, I mean, a tire now began to have such meaning to me. I mean, I needed one desperately. Do you know I was stuck there for three hours, caught a cold that almost finished me that, 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 for three months. Because something was absent in my life. What have you needed that became absent that affected your life? Your health, you don't know the full impact of it until you lose it. More importantly, 
What about the people around you? You know, I said to the, people, the, the leaders before, before we came in here while we were praying, I said, the Bible says in the book of uh, Galatians 2.9, it says, say Peter, uh, James, and John, who were pillars in the church. And the question I asked them is that, can anybody say that you're a pillar in this church? And then I asked them the question, well, what is a pillar? A pillar is anything that carries the load of the building. Listen to this. Not everything that is standing here is a real pillar carrying the load. There are some, there are some, there are some, there are some pillars in this place that the ones at the four corners that if you move them, this thing will come down. There are some other ones who are in the center. They look alike, but if you move them, nothing will happen because they are just for beauty. There are some people in this church. If you moved this person, if that person was absent today in this church, church will not hold like it should. But there are some other people that if they were absent from the church, nobody will know until three months' time. Because they're not really effective. The question I would ask you is that, are you effective? One woman put it, <laughs> um, there are a lot of comedians in this country. And uh, one, one comedian, you know, best explained impact for me uh, when he said, he said, apparently, that he was at a church service. I'm sure it was fictitious, but it's, it's a helpful one. He said he was at a church service, and the pastor was praying for, he said, uh, all the people who are orphans in this place, come forward for prayer. And some people came out. All the people who are homeless, come forward for prayer. People came forward. Then he said, all the widows in this place, come forward. And then one woman started to come forward. The husband said, are you a widow? I'm here. He said, leave me, leave me. This one that you, you don't do anything in the house. I'm the one that pays the school fees. I'm the one that, I'm a widow. <laughs> Many widows are better than me. Now, the question here is this. Listen to this. You may be there present. But do people feel your presence? That's why the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 14, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing. Tell your neighbor, I know you are not good for nothing. Actually, ask them, say, are you sure? If, a, if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Everybody say relevance. You see, relevance is about the fact that are you good for something or are you good for nothing? There's, there's, a, there's a movie, I think it was something Maguire or so. The song, there's a song they sang in the movie. It says, um, was it really good for absolutely nothing? Oh, you know the song? Uh-huh. Tell you, I'll sing it to your neighbor. What's it, what's it, what we are really good for? No, I didn't tell you to add that one. The other question is, even if you are a pillar, I hope you are not a caterpillar. Because a pillar holds things up. It's dependable. It is required, it is required in a place. So, I don't know. How many of you here are married? All on this side again. A few on that side. This people, I need to pray for you. Let's do a night vigil now. 
Father Lord, release husbands here. Now your amen is loud. Okay, let me do it sharp, sharp. Just take the guy next to you. I will marry him here. Now. Uh, the lady there said thank you. <laughs> That's him. Oh. He's the one. The one next to you is the one. Let, let Pastor Idris bless it afterwards. Amen. <laughs> I'm not a mongrel. I didn't. <laughs> what was I saying before I came this direction? Huh? Are you a pillar or a caterpillar in this life? You know, <laughs> there was somebody who was absent from church one day. I said, thank God. The service went better. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Uh, that's a caterpillar. But there are some people that, you know, yes, um, two, two days ago we were at the place on Friday, um, breakthrough night. I mean, thank God for this, my leaders. I mean, my wife is, is a pillar. Please, let me appreciate my wife. A pillar is somebody who is useful at all times. My wife is a, she's a conglomerate in herself. She has many companies. Singles, married. She's a great mother. She's a teacher. She's a counselor. She's a, many things. Some I won't, I can't tell you. She's also my girlfriend on the side. <laughs> and then, and then. On, on break, breakthrough night, I saw somebody else, Pastor Ade didn't come early. I mean, it was a, it was, he's an administrator and organizer. And I just said, I need some help because I need to pray. She just, she filled in that role of organizing. I said, wow. And then on the Friday, she became head usher. May God give you that kind of wife. The people, the guys were the ones that said, that said a louder Amen. May God give you that kind of husband. Amen. A useful husband. Amen. But the question is, what is your potency? Impact is measured by potency. If we're talking about purpose and talking about whether you will maximize your life, listen to this. You see, you, you, people, people are born, you know, I was reading somebody's biography yesterday and he said he was born in 1980 and he died in 19, 1918 and died in 1945. And that man has come and he has gone. But his life is measured by the dash in between that. The question is, between that dash, what did he do with his life? What impact did he make? Or what was his potency? Or was he potent or impotent? Did he bring flavor? Or did he sour the atmosphere? There are certain people that, you know, when, when, they, when, when they live and then they die, man, the whole place becomes sour. I know when I die, you know what people will miss the most? My laugh. My laugh is anointed. If they don't remember anything, they'll say, ah, and that guy could laugh. Oh. But let me tell you something about potency or the lack of it. When you have potency, you'll be sought after. 
when you lack it, it is actually a dangerous thing. Let me explain what I mean. The Bible says, you see, if salt loses its flavor, it should be thrown down and it is good for nothing. Let me tell you uh, the importance of this. I'm a medical doctor by training. And some of you, have you ever, I hear that in Nigeria they sell good paracetamol, but you need to be careful because you could buy fake paracetamol. Is it true? Chalk. I've also heard that uh, chloroquine, I, I had a friend two years ago, great guy. He died from malaria. Malaria, people shouldn't die from malaria. But you know what? I heard that they actually gave him chloroquine, malaria drugs. But he still died because they gave him chalk, fake malaria drugs. That is the danger of not being potent. The danger of not being potent, it is actually not better not to be present than to be impotent. Because if you are impotent, you will pose like you have effect. Like you can help. Because I say it is better not to be present. It was better for them not to be malaria drugs. but So that at least if there's no malaria drugs, they can look for Agbo. You know what Agbo? Agbo. Yeah. And that has quinine. It may do something. But when you post like you are something and you are not it, then what will happen is that you will kill people. Many people want to get married, but they want to, they post like they're a wife, but they are really a knife. So they have all the Brazilian attachment. Long nails, high heels, they even have the work. But can't cook, can't clean, won't cook, won't clean, and wants to carry handbag. That is somebody that looks like a wife, but is really a knife. No potency. What I'm saying to you to this morning, it looks like tonight though. <laughs> I'm trying to speak through this whole thing. Is that what is your potency? Wherever, when we talk about purpose, we usually think of, oh, are you called to be a pastor? Are you called to be this? The question is, whatever, wherever you are, how potent are you? Are you called to be a medical doctor? What is your potency as a medical doctor? What is your effectiveness as a medical doctor? In the sense that where you are, what is the purpose of a medical doctor? It is to save lives. The Bible says that you will bear fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. What is your, what is your potency rate? Are you a 30 fold doctor? Or are you a 100 fold doctor? What is your potency as a mother if you are a mother to a child? Listen to this. On that day in heaven, mothers will receive a special award. Yes. Because they are mothers and their mother. I was sitting beside somebody at a party yesterday and, and the guy was telling me, I forgot to tell you this, Pastor Bims, I'll tell you later, somebody you know. And, and he was telling me that, he was telling me that, oh, he didn't know I knew him. You know, when you meet somebody, you're like, yeah, yeah, what's your name? Yeah, I knew his history. I knew everything. So, so, he's, so, you know, he said, oh, yeah, my wife is in England right now sitting with, uh, with my son as he, you know, takes uh, his common entrance. She took time off work to uh, help him with his work. And I said, oh, that's really good. Yeah, because, you know, 
There, there are some moms that will just say, ah, bless you. Go and do your common entrance. It shall be well with you. That's an okay mother. But there are more, some, some moms, yesterday when I told some, I don't remember who it was, I told somebody about my son, and I told him about the university that I went to. He said, ah, big congrats to his mother. I said, it's true. What am I trying to say? Listen to this. If you are a mom or not a mom yet, those of you who are not married, this is a, a great time in your life to start practicing your potency. Some of you say, well, nobody, I'm not married yet. Let me tell you, as, as foolish as some men look, look, they know potency. They know potent wives to be. It's not your English and your dressing. Thank you very much. You say, no, sir, that guy, his English hasn't been helping him. So, <laughs> so I, I just pressed his number. Amen. Are you here this morning? Are yeah, you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so they are selling things <laughs> that... Look, let me just go into my message because I, I, I'm supposed to be finishing soon. <laughs> the presence of darkness in a place is not darkness' fault. It is the fault of the absence of light. Hello? If there is a problem in any place, it is not the fault of the problem. It is the fault of the person to solve that problem. What are the names of the two people that sang that I asked to come forward? I'm sure the rest are good, but Falabi and what? If those two people were sitting in the congregation, just sitting down there, doing nothing, nobody discovered them, and they could sing. And then they are folding their hands and doing, I said, see how they are singing. They don't, the tenor is not even right. The anchor is not good. The, uh, what else is there? Eh? The key is not right. The, this is the, the, then you know what? <laughs> it is not darkness' fault. It's the absence of their light there. Does that make sense? Now, if you are a doctor and people are dying of malaria around you, it's not malaria's fault. It's the absence of the doctor in that place. Anu, as you were sharing your testimony, listen to this. By the grace of God, I have a grace upon me. Yeah, it's a prophetic grace. You have a phenomenal ministry. You have a, as I was sitting, God has called you to be a celebrity. I see you, I don't know what you are doing, I don't know what your career is, but you will end up in entertainment. You will, you, you, listen to this. Have you ever thought of doing Nollywood? Hollywood is calling you. I am telling you, 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 you have, you know those, um, um, like, what is it, Tyler Perry and those guys? Yes. I, look, you don't just have acting in you. You have a ministry that will bring music. I am telling you, people will hear your music and see your ministry and they will cry and run to the altar. Deliverances will take place. 
And, and, and as I skip all the other things, listen to this. The question is this. They are setting, when I say the presence of darkness is not darkness fault, but the absence of light. Listen to this. If Gideon was not present, the Midianites prevailed against Israel. When Moses was not present, the Egyptians prevailed against Israel. When Samson was absent, the Philistines prevailed against Samson. Or rather, Israel. It wasn't about Samson. It was about Israel. Odun, is it, um, sorry, what's the first name? Anu? Oduto? Oduayo? Odutai? God knows your name. I'm only trying. He knows your name. Can I take off my... Even if you said no, I will take it off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for saying yes, though. Yeah. Now, the anointing is flowing now. I can feel it. <laughs> what was I saying? Yes. Now, your, what you went through, the depression, the, the things that you went through, was not about you. It was about the people that God is sending you to. Something was, was attacked by the Philistines, Lord, and set up Delilah to entrap him. Because it was not about something, it was about the destiny or the purpose that he carried or the impact. They wanted to quench his light. I want to tell you in this place, there are some of you in this place right now that you are in abject sin and that you are struggling. How will you come out? It's not about you. The reason why you are going through what you are going through and why you are struggling with what you are going through and why, why you are, your, your parents are struggling and contending and almost divorcing is because of the people you are called to. Satan wants to quench your light so that you will not shine in your generation. The question I'm asking you this morning is what will prevail if you are absent? What will suffer if you did not rise up? Phenomenal giftings, these guys. Do you know before, I mean, I think when I came in, you know, I think they were, I don't know, maybe they were just warming up. You know, so I, I too was a bit cold, you know, I just sat down. The moment one or two started like this, I said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. See what they hid in this place. Oh. Hey, Pastor Idris, please, can I take them with me? The guy said, yes, sir. <laughs> See you. You want to go to London to visit the queen? Are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, I said, wow, if these guys did not show up here, what would suffer? And the question I'm asking you, listen to this, you are asking for the big purpose. I'm saying start where you are. Start shining from where you are. There will be no Philistine oppression in the absence of, okay, let's get it. In the, there will be no Philistine oppression, yeah, in the absence of someone. Let me explain what I mean by that in a short while. I read a scripture to you in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. It says, so the Philistines were subdued, and they did not come anymore into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Watch this. Oh, when I read this one day, man, it stirred me up. Pastor Idris, you know, this scripture could be the guiding principle of my life. I want it to be said of me that between 1969, when I was born, and 2040 or so, is, is that long? No. 2069. 
<laughs> yeah, when I pass, that's to, for them for for them to say there was no devil in there was no demon left in Nigeria. Oh, there was no demon left in Nigeria all the days of Shola. There was, I used to say this, that there was no demon left. There was no witchcraft left. There was no poverty left. There was no disease left in the Liberty Church. Then I said, God, ah, so when you get to heaven, they will now show you your, uh, the, the marking scheme. Say, see you. You are feeling cool with yourself. That all the people in this place are, see all the other people I gave you to reach. Some of you are excited that you are making impact in a pond when God has given you an ocean. I know, I know your pastor would have said it before I came, but if I didn't come here today, you would have thought your life was just the God experience when you are talking here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are really flowing. Yeah. Yeah, in the light, yeah, yeah. And the Lord said, yeah. And this happened in the nightclub, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> then you get to heaven and then they show you New York. They show you Hollywood. They, 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 show, they, they, they show you, I mean, the theaters in, in England. I say, see all the people you should have impacted. Listen to this. When I saw this, it says, ah, God. It says, and they, it says, so the Philistines were subdued and they did not come anymore into the territory of Israel. That means when someone was there, they said, hey, we can't go there. There are some people, eh? when certain people show up in certain places, they say, ah, no. So, so, and so is there. They said this about Archbishop Idalhosa. That they, <laughs> one day they sent witches to God, uh, uh, to waylay him. And then the Lord just, led, as he was going, they just, God said he should just start praising. As he, praised, as they got there, as he got there, he said, the, the, the guy converted from witchcraft to, into a Christian, and he now gave the testimony. Ah, when we got around him, as he just lifted his hands like this, we all, we all fell. We, they gave him perimeter. They said his song was so loud that nobody could enter that territory. When he entered certain places like that, he had such authority that when he got to an airport, li- listen to this, he changed the flight schedule. He, he determined, what he, said, he said, no witch is allowed to fly around Benin. Meanwhile, little demons are, are troubling you at night. Mosquito demons. <laughs> Listen to this. That's why we, I came to do the breakthrough night here because, I, look, no nation limits me. Anywhere there is, there is bondage, I will go there and break through for people. I want it to be said in my generation that for as long as Shola Falalade lived, there were no Philistines. The enemies were subdued. What will be removed by your presence? Let me say this. My wife and I also have a mission and a mandate to heal marriages. It's, I want it to be said, we went to Canada, we were invited to Canada just three weeks ago to, to have a, 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 I mean, a marriage um, weekend or whatever there. And I mean, I want it to be said that 
in the generation of Shola Folaradi and his wife, everywhere they went to, there was no divorce. Everywhere they went to, when they held a single seminar, nobody remained single. When will you people wake up? Oh, the, the, the service is almost over. <laughs> Actually, it's all over soon. Let me give you one or two testimonies. My sons are very interesting guys. <laughs> uh, they, they, said, they said to me the other day, they were talking about, one of them is very opinionated. I mean, I like him. He has got a sense of justice. Really, if he came in another world, he would probably be a, a communist <laughs> or something. He said to me, he said, he doesn't like the royal family. I said, why? He said, they don't serve any purpose. I didn't agree with him. He said, he said why do they pay them so much? Why do they? So I said, that's the same thing some people would say about your dad. Say, say that there's no, you say they don't need any pastors. What well, they don't serve any purpose. He said, No, 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 dad. They need you. I said, Why? He said, Dad, if you don't do what you do, people will die. Now, there was a reason why he said what he said. Because he knows I have a prophetic ministry, and by the grace of God, I'm able to pick impending death. I'll give you an example. There's a lady who I picked up. I said, there's somebody here. I, I called the name, a name. She came out. When she came out and stood in front of me, um, I, I heard another, something like Anita. Anita, I said, oh, that's my late sister. I said, oh, wow, really? And I called something else. To cut a long story short, I said, by the Spirit of God, I said, we need to pray that affliction will not come a second time to your family. So we all began to pray. A week later, she, she, she came to church and she was shaking. And I was like, what's happening? I said, Pastor, Pastor, you won't believe what happened. I said, what happened? I said, my, my sister, that, um, the other, there were three of them. One had died. So she was in London. The other one was in Nigeria with her, uh, her, with her mom. They were going in traffic in Lagos. And then all of a sudden they came in, you know, to a place, a standstill. And armed robbers came. And these armed robbers shot somebody dead right in front of them. In front of them. And then the guy turned and looked at the sister. And he pointed his gun to her. He was going to shoot her. And just looked. And she froze. She, it was like as though she had already died. Dead, buried. And then the Amdaba just did this. Boom! And he shot up and he ran. What it was is that the, the, that, that death was already signed and sealed. In the kingdom of darkness. But the prophetic ministry by his grace identified it and turned it around. You know, I can give you numerous stories. That yeah, um, On Friday at uh, the breakthrough night, I mean, um, some of these guys were there. So they will bear testimony to that. I didn't know the person. I just, I just looked in the congregation. And God told me, pray for that lady. She has a demonic influence on her. And I was trying to do so many things at the same time. So I then heard something else. I heard, pray for somebody in this place who was beaten by a snake in their dream. And I said, is there somebody here who was beaten in, the snake in their dream? And God showed me that, that, that a coffin had come into to the place to take the person away. So I called, and then the lady, that person that just raised up their hand now, put up your hand again. You just raised your hand up now. 
I need to pray for both of you after the service. Make sure I pray for you before you go. Amen. Yeah. So, the, 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 when I said about the snake bite, that same lady came out. And as she came out, she was standing in front of me. The, I saw the number seven and I saw a boy. I asked, I said, do you have a seven-year-old boy? She said, yes. To call a long story, I said, is the seven-year-old boy your last child? She said, yes. I said, good. God now told me that this, this, that seven-year-old boy is like me. And I was trying to understand what does it mean. God now reminded me that at the age of seven, when I was seven, I'm the last born of my family, my mother died. And so what was that? God said that this woman is supposed to die very soon. And we canceled it. We canceled it. And then I heard, I said, God showed me an arrow coming from a place called Elisha. And then when we asked the lady, do you know any, have any connection with, is there someone from Elisha there? Why are you laughing? <laughs> and when we asked, when, when we, she said, oh, her mother-in-law comes from Elisha. The way you, I didn't say anything. I just said she comes from there. But now, the point I'm trying to say is this. Listen to this. Listen to this very carefully. Now, that is a ministry that is called to stop death at it in its tracks. Now, if I lose my potency, what will happen? People will die. That's just one aspect of it. For sake of time, I'm just going to scale through very quickly to help you get to a point. Listen to this. What are you doing with your life? At the age of 23, I started ministry. How old are you that you think you are too old? Or too young? For the last 25 years, I have not stopped doing this. By the grace of God. From when I was 23, there are people that are still Christians today because, because I started making an impact where I was. You see, some of us, when we get to heaven and we stand before God in heaven, listen to this. Some of us, you know, when you, apparently when you are getting to before God in heaven and they're going to, to read what you did, you will form a line. I've determined my, in my heart that there are when some people are passing like Pastor Adeboye, Bishop Oyedeko, Michael Konkwa, people like Ora Roberts, Kenneth Higgin, I will go to the toilet then. When you are passing, I will say, please, can I just stand behind that person? So that when, because I don't want to stand, I, I go after Kenneth Higgin. What, what will I say after Pastor Adeboye has finished saying what he's doing? That he planted 40,000 40, churches. How many did you plant? Uh, about four or five. Then count backwards again. Yeah, and I, another thing came from But we started about uh, 50 hours fellowship. You are laughing at me. You, you didn't even plant beans. You are laughing. <laughs> I, when I get to heaven, I don't want to go after people like Charles Finney. Charles Finney, listen to this, so prayed that his potency was that, listen, when he was going into a city for revival, as he was coming in by train, within a hundred mile radius, people were already weeping and repenting. The question is, what is your potency? 
When I get to heaven, I don't want to go after people like, like John Wesley. That's John, Charles Finney had what you call geographical impact. But somebody like John Wesley will be so, it will just be abysmal. Because not only did he plant so many churches, the Methodist church, any Methodist church is to his name generations after. But one of the ones that made, made such great impact on me was that a man went into a city to, and went into a particular shop a hundred years after John Wesley had left the place. He was just passing by. He said, can I have some alcohol there? Say no, we don't serve alcohol. So what do you mean by that? So we haven't served alcohol in this city for the last 100 years. He said, why is that? He said, because a man called John Wesley passed through this city. And he so changed the city and alcohol was banned. This is a 100 years afterwards. You, you just passed three minutes ago. The people lit their cigarettes. In fact, you didn't pass. You are still there. And they are blowing it into your face. <laughs> Why are you laughing? My potency. Eh? Let me end this message by giving you five things. I will just list them for you. Five parameters you need to know your place of impact or your purpose. Number one is what is your race? What is your, everybody say, what is your race? What is your appointed task? Or what is your assignment? These are questions as you go home, you need to ask God. God, what is my appointed task? I've told you what mine is. Number two, what is your grace? So that between your 19-something or 20-something and and whenever you depart, and I pray it's a long time to go, your dash will make a difference. The number two is, what is your grace? What's your appointed gift? What is your ability? What is it God has given you to do? Mine is PhD, prophetic healing and deliverance, amongst other things. Amongst, you know, marriage ministry, leadership, and various, you know, business entrepreneurship. But my main grace is the one that cannot be replicated. Number three, what is your place? What is your appointed place? That is the place God will mark you on. That is the place, you know, so listen to this. Before I came to Lagos to do anything, I needed to check with God. Am I going out of bounds? And God said, no, the world is your parish. What is your place? There's a place you are called to, but I'm called to London first before going global. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This will be true for ministry, business, or whatever it is you do. Number four, what is your pace? What is your appointed time? A few years ago, I, I left a, a ministry I'd been a part for, of for 23 years. And, you know, when I was... You know, and God had told me, I told me five years prior to, to leave, but I, it was such a difficult decision. And then the Lord said to me, he said, look, you are approaching 50. You started this other ministry when you were 27 or 28. He said, when you start a ministry at 50, you don't have the same body that you had when you were 25, 28. You didn't have a wife then. You didn't have two children. You know how they say here in the bus? Sorry? 
<laughs> Essentially, yeah, I mean, I'm not by myself. I'm carrying weight. And so God said, God said to me, he said, do you know what? You've pastored this church for the last 20 years. He says, you, you only have another 20 years of battery life of effective ministry. Now, it will probably be more than that, but it says that everybody has a, 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 a span. Does this make sense? And that's why certain, some of you are, are wasting your life and wasting your time. You think you are young. If you are, 20, you are 27, you are old. If you are 27 and you have not discovered your purpose and your ministry, you are an old person. You are doing remedial classes. But you will find your purpose. Does this make sense? Yeah. And so what is your appointed time? Which means what, what, what time do you have for full impact? Jesus Christ only had three and a half years of ministry. And the, he made such impact that you and I are still feeling it generations after. Then number five, what is your space? What is your space? I couldn't find any other word, so I just used that. I just shocked it in. It's what's your appointed pace of increase? What's your acceleration rate? Acts 1 verse 8 says that the children of Israel went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the outermost parts of the earth. So what this is essentially saying that what is the rate, what should be the rate of your movement? So I told the church that I pastor, we, we launched our, our church a year and a half ago, successful launch. And I said to them, I said, you know, if you remain in the same place, you'll become stagnant waters. And I felt God was telling us to go out this year. That's why we came to Lagos and to go to other places. What am I saying to you today? I can tell you this much that if not all of you, I have spotted and identified certain of you, even as I'm preaching, I'm seeing some of you. And I see greatness in you. But the question is, will you be like the candle that was never lit? That never gave light to his generation? Or will you be one that is lit, that lights up the whole house? Let's stand up as we pray. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng.